All right, here we go. We got stand-up dates coming at you live November 16th, New Haven, Connecticut, 17th, Providence, Rhode Island, 18th, Medford, Massachusetts. Mikey and I will be there together. Oh, yeah. December 1st and 2nd, Phoenix, Arizona. Mikey will be there together. Then December 7th and 8th, Salt Lake City, all those shows are sold out. December 9th, Denver, Colorado. Then January, we got San Diego on January 12th, and then Los Angeles, January 13th, and then Nashville, Tennessee, and Washington, D.C., and Reno, Nevada. All my shows, chrisdcomedy.com. We're going to have some fun, you slut. <laughs> I can't wait to get a lobster roll on that New England oh, run. Yeah. That's gonna be fantastic. Where are you going to be? Uh, MikeCannonComedy.com for my dates. I'm going to be in Washington, D.C. Shoot him in the head! That's right. Electing a new prime minister. December 8th and the 9th, I'll be at the uh, the Comedy Loft in Washington, D.C. Then December 22nd, I'm in Stamford, Connecticut at New York Comedy Club. Shout out, Emilio. December 29th and the 30th, closing out the year in Lansing, Michigan, and then Grand Rapids. Dude, you I know think- Lansing's the capital. Is it? Of Michigan, yeah, dude. I, that's a capital I've never been to. You lucky. Oh, dude, it's going to be super fun performing in a yoga studio. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, an, that's an add-on. So namaste. I'm, 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 <laughs> namaste. Uh, so come out to that. In January, I'm in Pottstown, Pennsylvania at Soul Joe's. Then I'm doing the uh, t- the Sunshine Comedy Fest. It's like a com- new comedy festival in Tampa, January 11th through the 14th. And then more dates coming in. I'm being Chandler, Arizona, which that's the hotspot of entertainment. Go to MikeCannonComedy.com for all those. That's it, baby. Go support live stand-up. We appreciate when the fans come. We really don't have anything without you guys, girls and babies. So please come, buy some merch, have fun, enjoy the comedy. It's an hour, an hour and a half where you can just laugh at anything, even when I yell the word Volcano. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Chrissy Chaos. Of course, we have Mike Cannon on, as What's always, up? and his hair is getting grayer. And the women <laughs> the women love him. Uh, the guys love him. Everybody loves him. And now we have our guest, Stephen Gilcrest Glover. Yeah, dude. How are you doing? You know I was born on Stephen Street, and it's spelled S-T-E-P-H-E-N? Nice. How wild is that? So that means that this was always going to happen. Yeah, big time. <laughs> Dude, the last time I saw you, I was in the back of your van, um, and uh, it was an amazing experience. Did your great podcast, um, and uh, and I've just been thinking about you every moment ever since. Dude, I love it, man. I love it. I um, I, I heaped praise on you, you like to, to the point where it was like borderline uncomfortable. Right. Well, know? I enjoyed it. And 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 I I I would like for you to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my experience with with it, uh, Chris, everybody, uh, was was really really favorable from yes. the, from the beginning. I, I feel like you hit me up uh, on Instagram. Yeah, and I was like, rad, dude. You were like, hey, let's do each other's pods. I was like, dude, I'm all about it. Thank you so much for reaching right. out. And then we we took it to the to the texting. And and I was struck by how responsive you are. How like fully people don't write like actual with grammar. Yes, or, like full sentences. Yes, thoughtful. 
And uh, I was just, I was impressed by your Thank communication you. skills. Well, I have an app where everything is AI generated. <laughs> <laughs> and also a social media manager. No, 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 no I, I, I appreciate it, man. And it was, uh, it was awesome. And I'm happy that, that you made time to come see us here before you go to Are You Garbage? Because um, that show is Are You Garbage. This show is We Know We're Garbage. <laughs> well, well established trash. And this is the great Mike Cannon. Yeah, officially major. I, I sure. saw you once at Gangfest, the initial Vegas Gangfest, and poor Steve-O couldn't go fucking four feet without some autistic neckbeard telling him how much what he did meant to them. I know. <laughs> as soon as we stepped out of his van, we were in his van at some inconspicuous block in Los Angeles. As soon as we stepped out, some guy just walked by and was like, Steve-O, let me tell you how much you helped me. And then Steve-O was the nicest guy ever. He's like, dude, congrats on your journey, brother. And then that guy just went in like fucking got food out of a garbage can. I was like, Steve-O! He's like, I love you, brother. You keep going. I'm like, that guy's going to be dead in a week. And you're like, he probably is. <laughs> Steve-O's a good dude, man. I like Steve-O. I think best teeth in the game, best voice. How do you feel that RFK might be have the most famous raspy voice now? Ooh. Right? Um, wait, what did... Get a load of this. And and I figure we might as well just kind of start out by alienating at least half of the audience yes. by talking about politics. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So the other night I uh, laying in bed, um, I was just struck by curiosity. So I Googled what are the Vegas odds of Donald Trump becoming president again? Okay. Okay. Guess. Like, what, what do you think? I would say the odds are favorable okay i was not prepared to learn that according to the vegas odds makers it is the most probable outcome <laughs> yes far and away yeah i yeah. mean the democrats i just saw yesterday are trying to convince biden not to run because they're like the polls show you losing big <laughs> <laughs> the, poll, the polls show people aren't certain you're alive yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, yeah i don't know I, I don't know truly like we mess around with we mess around with politics Right. What does it mean to be an American? Um, and, uh, and, uh, but I, I don't know. I mean, I would think that. But I mean, who knows with those polls? Because I mean, I remember when Trump did win, it was like all the polls had Hillary winning by a landslide and she didn't. So I don't yeah. know with those polls how much I believe them anymore. I, I, I think the Vegas odds makers are way better than polls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because, yes. That's, because there's no, there's nothing really riding on the polls. You right. know, like yeah. these, these people, they really love their money and this is them like putting right. their money behind it. Um, I want to tell you yesterday because the special is out and where is it? It's on Steve-O. Steve-O.com. Yeah, it was Steve either that or Pornhub. Steve-O.com or Pornhub. <laughs> and I will tell you, it's a little bit of a, of, it's not really ruining uh, the bit at all. What happened? Is that, that's Steve-O's heart monitor. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Um, oh, Vanity, what was that? Uh, uh, okay. So um, I was watching your special um, on my laptop, uh, and uh, my two-year-old daughter uh, comes over and sits on my lap, and I was about to turn it off, and I said, you know, you were just talking around stage at the time. I said, oh, whatever. She just said that she's not paying attention. And then she turns, and it's right when you start shitting into a fan. <laughs> and, and then and then I and then I, she's watching because she's two year old. She's potty training, and then she's she goes, Daddy, Daddy, he doesn't have on a diaper. He doesn't have on a diaper. I was like, I know, honey. Steve doesn't have on a diaper. I was like, he's, he's doing poopy into a fan. And I was like, where are you supposed to be doing poopy? She was like, in the potty. I was like, let's go. And then she wouldn't poopy. She wouldn't poopy 
in the potty and all. She was just sitting there. And I was like, what do you want to poopy in? Like, what do you want to poopy in? And she was like, the fan. I want a fan. And I was like, wow. I was like, I'm going to tell you have your youngest fan is my daughter because she, you and her are both kind of, you know, the same person, which I love. I mean, because the thing is, here's the thing. Here's the thing. When you watch, I and I, I, I it was funny because my girl was there, Jasmine, who she said that she met you once in uh, spring break. I don't even want to know. And, and so... And so she was like, he was just like said something to me in the crowd. I was like, I bet. Um, and so and so she so she goes, because um, I was literally me and Mike were talking about it. We were texting each other when you shit into the fan and it's going all over everything, like laughing to the point where like like it was uncontrollable. Like I was seeing stars. Like I my like I, w- I wasn't getting blood flow to my brain because I was fucking dying when it's like all over your legs and we're like you're dry heaving and you're also laughing. And then John's like, "What is it?" I was like, "Oh, it's the Steve-O shit in the fan thing." She's like, "It's not for me." <laughs> and I was like, "You know what? It is." But I was like, I was like, "We'll just watch a little bit of it." And then she loved the intro. The intro of your special. I told you oh, this. That's awesome. I told you this on your podcast is the best intro to any special I've ever seen in my life period well thanks man yeah i'm i'm yeah i'm really really excited about it and and thank you for all the kind words i i love it uh what spring break location was it because i used to like really hit hit them off so she says it was i think well you know what can you get my phone let's call her (laughs) um yeah let's call her and i want to see spring break i want to see exactly what happened thank you venetia this is venetia everyone look at her new nick shirt she got on ebay (laughs) um, hold on. Let's call. Let's see. Well, man, she's in a bad mood. I'm going to guess it was Panama City, Florida. Might have been. That, that sounds she right. She does. She is missing a tooth. Unless it was Acapulco, and then it's not going to be a good story. Let's see. <laughs> Come on. Pick up the phone for the bit. Pick up the phone for the bit. We need the views. Cancun. I went there a lot. She it might have been, been, in, it been in Cancun. It might have yeah. actually been Cancun. Where the fuck is she? Yeah. What is she doing? Why are you not picking up the phone? You cheating on me with Steve? <laughs> <laughs> He's right in front of you. You cheated on me with But that's how some guys, crazy guys, if are like, was, I bet you cheated on me. If it, if it was in Cancun, there's a stronger chance. <laughs> <laughs> call me. I'm saying call me. Okay. Um, here we go. Um, all right. Okay, well, while we wait for her to call back, let, let me uh, tell you what the Vegas odds said. Okay. Um, <clears throat> number one, most probable is Donald Trump, 40% chance that he becomes president. 40, okay. Behind Donald Trump, uh, President Biden, 36 point something. Okay. Uh, and then in third place, in a distant third place, We've got the California governor, Gavin Newsom, at an 11% chance. Okay. And, uh, oh, wow, betting odds. Wow, it's changed. They got DeSantis. Yes. They got I mean, DeSantis. They got Vivek Ramos, Ramoswamy. Uh, they, they, I think this is old. I think this is old because Biden... Biden fell. Biden fell <laughs> off well, his Biden. bike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, dude, what, what I want to know is... Why? I mean, why are we even entertaining the idea of Biden over here? You know, like, but you've got a choice between, like, let's face it, it's going to be a convicted felon yes. or a weekend at Bernie's. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. A true lifeless cadaver. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I'd like the, the one. Well, the thing is, though, what I mean, 
They're all felons. It's just <laughs> which ones are convicted or not. Um, uh, but I get it. I get it. I don't. I don't know. That's why I personally um, am voting for China to take over. I'm voting for uh, the emperor of China. Do they have an emperor? They should. They should. I'm voting for uh, China. I, I, I don't know. I, I, with this, with this politics stuff. Um, you know, I only know. See, the thing is, I think all of us only know whatever the media chooses to show us. The the bottom line is, is like we don't really. I don't think that any of us really fucking know what's going on. Like, I, even if you're very, very, very informed and you watch the news every single day, you're only still knowing what they're what the media is choosing to show you. The real behind the scenes stuff, we just. We just don't know. Um, well, and, and you make it seem more simple than it is. It's not the media. It's it's depending on which news you're watching. Exactly. Yeah. Like I mean, that's what's so crazy about it. Financial well, vested interest in each person and their right. policy. It's all divided. We live in a time of mega threats. Yes. Mega threats. Yes. And, and uh, it turns out, I think climate change is actually a thing. Right. And, um, well, we disagree, but <laughs> uh, we're recording. No, Tell that no, to no. a new Hummer. <laughs> yeah, I guess. No, it's, it is. It is. Yeah. It is. It's a thing. And, uh, for, like, what are the other, um, mega threats? The, um, you know, the dollar. The, I mean, come on, the dollar. The dollar, uh, uh, nuclear Dead, war. Like nuclear war. Oh, yeah. World War Three is popping. World War Three. I think, yes. I think, I think it's popping. It's popping. One of my friends, I know a guy who's a, uh, Navy SEAL who's active duty and I texted him just a week ago and I was like hey what's up man what are you doing and his response was warhead on my forehead I said what <laughs> what does that mean uh, I swear that was the text warhead on my forehead I said um okay and he went they're preparing us I was like oh good and then I was like you know do you what do you, I always say something stupid then. I'm like, is there anything I can do? <laughs> what what am I going to do? Jumping jacks, <laughs> yeah. Should I? Do you want me to watch Rambo? What do you want me to do? <laughs> now, I, I actually spent my night last night uh, Googling. Not sorry, not Googling. YouTube search engine. Yes. We love D it here. WW3. Just to see what, 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 what's what's coming, what, what's going to be, you know, coming. And what what they say? What are some nice I, options? I, I I came to learn, uh, according to the YouTube videos I watched, that um, it seems Iran is uh, pushing for world war. Yes. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're. I love fresh off of YouTube research, Steve. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, let yeah. me tell you what I know about World War Three right. yeah. after a well, quick YouTube documentary yeah, search. Yeah. Now, now, what I <laughs> what I what I learned is that um, Iran it um, it has what's called proxy groups. Yes, proxy meaning like not in Iran, other places. They're they're effectively like terrorist groups which are funded. By, and like Hezbollah is the most <clears throat> funded uh, terrorist group, the most armed, the most organized, and and it's all like controlled by Iran, right? Um, in 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 Yemen and and Lebanon and like literally all across the Middle East, and it's right. like 
it's all like funded by Iran and Iran's just like, oh, oh you know what? Like, let's let's fuck up Israel and the U.S. That's kind of the Well, the, the I think play. that probably there's not going to be, I would mean even some of the Israel-Palestine stuff is probably going to get absorbed into proxy war stuff because I don't know that anyone's invading <laughs> mainland United States and mainland China. Well, right? uh, according to Congress and the FBI, um, we are... Most likely going to be attacked. Not to, yeah, <laughs> not to not to add on to not knowing anything, but saying I do. But isn't it already technically proxy stuff? Aren't we already funding kind of both sides? We're giving we've given money. It feels like it. Oh, we funded ISIS. Same with Ukraine. Same with the, yeah, Russia. Like, I mean, it's all so, kind but, of proxy. But that's what war. I think. I think like a lot of this stuff, this political warfare stuff, is like. I think like you know it when it like comes to your front door. You know what I mean? Like I don't. Uh, like what are we gonna do? Like okay, let's say let's say we get attacked. Let's say Iran attacks. They're, well, they're yeah, coming to California. What are you gonna do, Steve-O? Okay, uh, according to my sources, yes. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're already in the states. They've been uh, like sleeper cells, or whatever. Like, yes. like and and they said it was Hamas is all up in the U.S. already, and now like their right. their next move is to just kind of like coordinate like mass attacks all at the same time and like hit a bunch of different spots. I would love if like Hamas came and they like went to like they infiltrate the United States and they like are, we're going door to door we're gonna start killing people and then they walk into your house and you're just shitting into the fans. <laughs> <laughs> and then they would be like, all right, man, I guess he's retarded. I don't know. <laughs> we'll go next door. So then I did a little search on uh, on what cities like are like uh, are, are they set up in. Okay. And, and uh, like, surprisingly, Los Angeles was not on the map. Yeah, I don't think – I think that this whole idea – I think that – most people don't really care about the west coast of the United States or anything west of the 13 colonies. I think that the where you are right now, yeah. I think is where you deserve to be and where you earned. <laughs> I think that this <laughs> these are most in danger too. Yes, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but I think sure. the northeast is just what this country was founded to be and I think the all the all the good stuff is in the northeast. What's one good thing west of the northeast? Um the Hollywood sign's pretty cool. That's true. I'll give you that. <laughs> the the Hollywood side, Chicago's pretty cool. Chicago's sick. Yeah. Columbus, yeah. Ohio was very nice. I mean, I, I, <laughs> St. Louis, I, I, really I, coming up? I've had a lot of good times in Vegas. Vegas? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Vegas, really? presidential yeah. odds. But yeah, I think that, um, well, I mean, I don't know, man. For this whole war stuff, like, I don't... Um, I don't know. That's why I keep it small and I just start wars within my family. I don't I don't think about how to get it any bigger other than just really saying something disrespectful to my uncle. I, 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 I was thinking as I was like, man, because it was it was like the day that um, that Congress, like the FBI director mm -hmm. came out and said, yeah, you know, like uh, we, we, there's a really like strong likelihood that there will be terror attacks on U.S. soil. And like that is um, particularly alarming because I think that the normal M.O. Right. Of, of the FBI and Congress is not to say that, you know, right. like I feel like they're more inclined to know that and not say that. So the fact that they're actually saying it is like really scary. And when they said it was right around the time I was uh, booking this trip to come out to New York <laughs> right. to, to do, are you garbage? And, <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and, and I was thinking to myself, like, is like, am I just, am I just 
going to go get blown up in some attack. You, you know? think like, the sequel will be just as just the same as the first? They'll go right for New York. I don't know, dude. I, I, like on the like uh, on my little research of lists, there was a lot of Maryland. Really, a lot of Maryland. Of Maryland. Interesting. I yeah, wonder that one. Baltimore already looks like it's been blown up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think. I think there was, uh, you know, a lot of DC. Okay, of Delaware. That I could see. Yeah, yeah keep D- that shit down there, New York. We don't have to do this again. No, we don't. We're we, good. we got right. through it. This episode sponsored by BetterHelp. Thank you so much, BetterHelp. I love BetterHelp. BetterHelp is an online service. Um, that I use. It's helped me, especially after the pandemic and the way the world is, you need someone to talk to and BetterHelp links you up with trained guidance counselors, trained therapists that will help you navigate through whatever issue you're going through. Even if you don't feel like you have an issue, it's great to just get out there and talk. Maybe you struggle with seasonal blues. Um, you know, Therapy can be this bright spot amid all of the stress and change, something to look forward to, to make you feel grounded, and to give you the tools to manage everything going on. If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's done entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge find your bright spot this season with better help visit betterhelp.com slash chaos today to get 10 percent off your first month that's better help h-e-l-p.com slash chaos we really appreciate better help for sponsoring this you sponsor my podcast you sponsor my mind this episode of chrissy chaos is sponsored by blue chew let's talk about sex shall we guys remember the days when you were always ready to go No, now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. Bluechew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra. They will help you get an erection. And it's chewable tablets at the fraction of a cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so please... You can plan ahead. Uh, be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The best part, it's all, on, it's all done online. So listen, no visits to the doctors, no awkward conversations, and no waiting online at a pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the U.S. of A. No outsourcing, jobs in America, and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. That's right. No neon lights with an arrow pointing at the box calling you an inept loser. So does it work? Do you think you need it? You do. I do. I've been married to somebody for seven years, so I need a little bit of a boost to get fired up to be inside of her. And I go to bluechew.com. That's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. There's nothing sexier than confidence, guys, and Blue Chew can help give you the confidence where it counts. So listen, go to the website. Again, bluechew.com. We have a special deal for our listeners. You can get it free when you use the promo code chaos c-h-a-o-s if you didn't know that boy that's troubling but uh check out you just pay the five dollar shipping shipping that's bluechew.com b-l-u-e-c-h-e-w.com promo code chaos to receive your first month free visit the site for more details and important safety information and we thank you blue chew for sponsoring the podcast and allowing my marriage to flourish
I love all the beautiful points that Steve-O makes and all the research Steve-O makes. And then we're going to cut to a clip here of him jerking off skydiving. <laughs> here it is. Right the horse of fresh vasectomy. <laughs> right. Well, but, that, but the dichotomy of you is what's the beautiful thing. That is yeah. fascinating. Well, thanks, man. And, and, and I was thinking, too, because like while I'm here in New York, I'll be attending uh, Madison Square Garden's The UFC Fight. Oh, sweet. And nice. I think, I'm thinking, man, sold-out Madison Square Garden. Gardens, UFC fights, like that's uh, probably going down. No, no, I think. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, do I want to be there for that? And then my next thought was, you know, like hopefully I'm like close to the blast and it's yeah. quick. You yeah. know, hopefully it's quick and I just get blasted immediately. I like, I love that. that, I love that they, they never find his body. They just find like a big the picture of his back of one of his tattoos with just his own face right. and just his charred back on. Right next yeah. to Ewing's jersey on the rafters. I, yeah, yeah, and, and, and I thought I thought I had two I had two strong thoughts. Like I, 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 I like yes, first I hope it's quick, and then the two thoughts were, man, I'm glad that uh, that I finished this like this incredible multimedia project, and that, that it's not, even if it, even if I get blown right. to bits, like still my best work is out there. It's out yeah. there. The bucket list. It's out there, and so thank God I got it out there before uh, before I died. And I also had this strong thought. That oh damn it! Like uh, my, I don't have, have like a, a will that's worth the shit, you know? Like you, yeah, who are you gonna leave your money to when you die? Then I may mean, have my beautiful fiance. That's Lux. right. Uh, my, I would really want to, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm gonna put it out there before I get blasted. Yes, I mean, I'm gonna say this and let this be my will. Um, I'm a notary, I'm just, so yeah, this is perfect. I'm just going fifty fifty between my sister. And my fiance. I like that. That's yeah. beautiful. You don't have any kids to divvy it up. Right, with, right, right. Yeah. Do you regret not having kids? Do you want to have kids? Because no, no, I, cause I will part, say, part of, the special. part of his special, yeah. I was going to say, because part of his special, if that's the thing, if this is Steve-O's last moments with us, because he, if he does get killed in the terrorist attack at Madison Square Garden at the UFC fights, <laughs> go to his website and you can see his beautifully painted cock. It really <laughs> is an amazing... Uh, Beautiful uh, penis Steve-O has. For real. And it's a shame yeah. that that... Not a shame, because it's up to you, but it would have... I know that that, that, that uh, cock would have would have made uh, beautiful children. Yeah, but, but but then later in the special comes uh, right. the bucket list item called the Vasectomy Olympics. Right, which yeah. Mike... That's the yeah. one that Mike... He, he almost to, made it through, but he started he started actually vomiting. I had so. to watch it in parts, dude. It was. Yeah. I mean, there was somebody that passed out also in your yeah. show, like that. Yeah. That's well. See, that's the thing with Steve-O's comedy and special because I, you know, I joked around before, but Jasmine really did say she's like, "Not for me." But then, guess what? Guess what? Last night I fell asleep earlier. I wake up. What is she watching? Your special. Yeah. Oh, so it's like that's the thing. It's like it's one of those you you even if you're like that's not for I'm gonna vomit. You're gonna watch it, and then even the vasectomy thing's like you fucking white knuckle it through and you get through, and you feel like. <laughs> It did something. I'm not just yeah. sitting there laughing at the comedy. It's doing something for me. I feel like I com- like you should almost send people T-shirts when they survive that special. Yeah. I survived the Stevo special. Yeah, and I mean, you know, Jackass was uh, a pretty popular. Franchise. But this is this is crazier than Jackass, yeah. my friends. Yeah, this is a perfect medium for you. Sorry to cut you off, yeah, but it's a perfect okay. medium for you to try to promote it. Is it's almost like your Chappelle's show in the sense that you're like interstitial delivering stand up yeah. and yes. jokes and yes. then introducing your version yeah. of sketches and it's fucking awesome man yeah paying off the bit with the footage that's like that's too hot for jackass I mean, that's yeah, the yeah. Thing. well like, that's why also too it couldn't be on youtube or anywhere else it has no to be on way. his website and you have to pay for it because it is number one worth the money and number two it literally would 
you've never none of this stuff is like you can't put this even on like a free domain space like they wouldn't work on youtube i mean it would get they would rip They'd it off it immediately down, yeah. so that's why you know I, I know all my boys are watching it all when i told you having it on i was like oh he's got a new special coming out they were like i you know they were like can we see it i was like you gotta buy it i don't have it but i did have, <laughs> I did have it free because i support the cause my friend <laughs> i got a call while you were shitting into the fan and took it and then i'm you know i'm mirroring it to my tv and i look up and it's literally just mid dangle directly into the fan yeah. it was, and it you was got beautiful. great um you must you're a healthy eater because that was a that was a uh, a solid turd yeah, there was um, a lot of laxatives too, man. I, I, um, I really. What, when do you? When does the ideas hit you? How do they hit you? Different, different ways. The the vasectomy um, hit me when I was a twelve year old boy. Really? Yeah. You've I, wanted to do this vasectomy bit since you were twelve years old. Well, that was when the seed was planted. I was twelve years old. I heard this joke. What is the definition of macho? It's a man who jogs home from his own vasectomy. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> now, I didn't know what a vasectomy was when I was 12 years old. Right. But I was fucking a sure I wanted to be macho. <laughs> yes. So, so I remembered the joke, and, and, and I grew up thinking, getting a vasectomy and, and jogging, I think I'm going to do you a lot. You want to do it? I'm going to do a lot more than just jog. Wow. And then that's where the idea of the vasectomy Olympics was born. See, because I mean, this is interesting because Jazz, my girl and I, she wants me to get a vasectomy because she's like, uh, I don't. You absolutely should. She doesn't want to get her tubes tied, and she's like, you need to get it. Or she was like, if I get my tubes tied, you need to get a vasectomy. If we're going to do this, if we're going to shut off our baby makers, and we do both have together. to do it in solidarity, do, would you get a vasectomy? Or I what if Nicole said, get a vasectomy, and I'll get my tubes tied? What would you do? I want to get a vasectomy in the room while my son is being born. <laughs> while my second kid is being born like i as soon as it's guaranteed work balloon knock me off and that's fucking so you're it, no man. more than two I, I am no more than two the tube tying thing is super gnarly like that's like a, a way way gnarly invasive like super heavy thing to go through meanwhile a vasectomy is like so easy it's reversible too i think a vasectomy right <laughs> I, yes or no i don't understand how the the reversal process would even work i i just know that it's super fucking simple you know when you go to the dentist um and and like they they'll they'll uh numb just the local area yes you do feel that one like quick like yes. needle to make it numb right but then you don't feel anything else that's it that's well, a vasectomy we've all had chlamydia we've felt this thing in the day <laughs> they, they, they they you feel the the initial little like uh needle to make it numb you don't feel anything else. Do you feel like deep or is it similar to like it, freezing off a ward? It's easier. <laughs> it's easier than um, than the dentist when they numb Interesting. Numb yeah. And it's and you're done in how how quickly with the vasectomy? I mean, it's what, like uh, 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes. Did wow. you watch? Like you watched him I do it? Or? I didn't want to watch, but I did. Yeah. <laughs> and now you're just I, blowing loads. There's, there's not a care in the world. Yeah, 100%. Dude. Beautiful. Yeah, hundred percent, and 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 like hump and dump all month long. I, I have a question hump because you've good. you've put your dick through so much, like through so much. Really but have. then you look at it, and it doesn't look. I mean, I thought you were gonna have like a Harvey Weinstein dick, no, like a isn't. mangled pig snout of an awful cock. But it looks pristine, and it it still feels good when you have sex. 
It, yeah, yeah, it feels great. Um, it, it is bent to the left, kind of. I attribute that to me being right-handed. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that way. Yeah, like yeah. I think yeah. that's what it is. But like you I'm, can't tell, and I will tell you, because we've seen it on the special, you know, painted and soft, it really is a beautiful penis. It's unreal. Oh, man, thanks, dude. Now, let me ask you a question. I know you don't, I know you don't have children. I know you don't have children. Mike and I are both fathers, and we talk about that. We have a segment on the show called Call Him Daddy. And... <laughs> and and, the second, and it's called Call Him Daddy. It's an idea. And, and we talk about different things um, with, you know, kids. And I want to just get your advice on this. Mike, I'll bring this up to you. And then, you know, Steve-O, even though, because I feel like even though you don't have kids, I feel like you're a very smart, very mature guy. And you're forward thinking, as I could tell by that your Google research is of World <laughs> War III and the presidential Vegas odds. So, so. I was having this discussion yesterday with Jasmine because we got an eight-year-old, you know, 13, eight and two. And my two-year-old is really, she goes through phases where like, you know, when you tell her to sit down or the timeouts, like nothing's working. So I proposed to Jazz. I said, what if once a day or once every other day or when she is at her wit's end, we allow her to just make the mess? We allow her to just get it out, make the mess, whatever you want to do. Us as the parents, we're going to have to clean it up anyway. But rather than saying, don't do this, don't do that, crumbs here, crumbs here, you have 20 minutes, go nuts. And then hopefully she gets it out or maybe, you know, she just says to herself, well, I don't want to be in this mess either. And she stops because every other thing that we've tried is not working. And we're just then getting frustrated and getting angry at each other because there's a constant mess. And I'm like, why don't we just allow it? For, for 20 minutes and then see what happens. I, I'm gonna, what do you think? I'm going to disappoint your audience um, probably with my answer. Well, you've disappointed my audience when you kind of hinted that you would vote for Joe Biden. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> I, I, I honestly don't know what, what I'm going to do. Like, uh, I'm voting I, for Steve-O. <laughs> You're in my Harambe. <laughs> The problem with what you're suggesting is that okay. it lacks consistency. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, if you go one way and then you go another way, I think you really, uh, you're sending mixed signals. It's, I think that's a little bit um, counterproductive. You know, right. like, oh, it's okay to do it, but then it's not, you know, like right. consistency is your friend. Well, that's a good point because I, I saw something with this parenting um, Instagram that I follow where it was like, when you like sometimes we go hot and cold as parents like i'll say to my daughter you know honey if if you uh you know eat all your vegetables or whatever you know we'll go to the park and then you know 20 minutes later i'll she'll do something wrong and i'll be like if you don't stop that we're not going to the birthday party it's like are you a psycho you're like you're you're all over the place but every parent does that but now there's so many like ways to think as a parent what do you think mike would you let your kid make a mess for that for that stuff so i try my best not to leverage things against them it's really hard because sometimes that's the only consequence i could possibly understand (laughs) but with that stuff in particular like, you know that Dane Cook joke where he talks about having a monkey at his house that he could fight every time he gets home? That's my actual life, is every single time I get home, any corner I turn, my son is just direct right shot to the nuts. He's giving like, you a vasectomy. Instantly, <laughs> yeah, just asking for no siblings. Just yeah. a Dugan right under my taint. And so I've had to 
get time like before bed where he can kind of regulate his own energy and all that shit where I'm like, hey, we'll have 15 minutes full blown knockdown drag out wrestling match on the mattress. Once the alarm goes off, that's it. Then we have to get into bed, do the shower, the bath, the whole pre pre bed routine. And it's actually worked better than me constantly like kind of, you know, here and there giving him little attention of of the fight. Right. But then mostly saying no. Whereas now I have just the the time, the center, the central time. When well, we the do routine it. thing that you brought up too, the consistency is huge because we moved um, from a house to an apartment, just like uh, Kim Kardashian. Uh, right here, well, Kim Kardashian's kids said that North said that um, Kanye has it all figured out because he lives in an apartment, and I agree. <laughs> apartment living is the way to go. I don't want a house. I never want a house again. I like an apartment. I agree with Kanye. Yeah. And and uh, their daughter. Keeps it keeps it simple. Only has like four Nazi China dishes yep, that he washes. That's it. I'm living uh, in Kanye's light. So, um, but I thought, I was like, oh, this is only going to affect our 13-year-old and our 8-year-old. That's all we were worried about is the changing schools. We're like, Violet, my 2-year-old's not going to affect her at all. She doesn't know any difference. We were so wrong. It mm. couldn't have been more wrong. She would go to sleep at 8 p.m., 7.30 p.m. in the house, wake up at 7 a.m., the routine, the nighttime, the, everything was perfect. <clears throat> now, for, she, we're in a temporary apartment. She's living in a, she's in a room with her sister. Her brother's got her own room. We have small spaces. She, it is like every night at about 7 o'clock, we start to try to turn her down for bed or, you know, when I'm home, try to turn her down for bed. <clears throat> she won't fall asleep till like 10 o'clock, and we're just in there like – with our heads in our hand, like, what the fuck? Hysterical crying, getting up, yelling, wanting to sleep in the bed with her sister, wanted to sleep in the bed with us, all this stuff. And I'm like, I ruined my family's life. And the only person <laughs> who saved me is Steve-O. Yeah. That's the show. Yep. You come in and save my family. Yeah. You sit them down. You're like, hey, kids, what's better odds? You going to sleep after I give you this cookie or Trump winning the presidency? <laughs> <laughs> um, now, like, I have this belief, the, this opinion mm-hmm. that um, I think that, that you got to get a license to drive a car. You got to get a license to catch a fish. But any asshole can become a parent. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, like, uh, it's true. It, to yeah. me, that doesn't make sense. I think well, that... Uh, it's hard to regulate guns if it comes attached to you. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? I, I just, I, I can't help but feel that people should have to become licensed right. to become a parent. And I think that the process of, of getting that license should be... Um, uh, Passing a course where you become educated in developmental psychology. Okay, I like that. There is this guy who uh, I understand he was like the the forefather, the founding father of developmental psychology. Is a psychologist guy named Piaget. P i a g. Yeah, I thought you were going to say yeah. Jordan Peterson. Yeah, <laughs> Piaget and. Piaget's stages of developmental psychology, like really fascinating. Like with uh, like uh, it, the, the different things that determine how kids are going to be. Because by the age of six, that kid is the way it's going to be. 
the, 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 the clay goes into the oven, six, never going to change. That, that's how the person is going to be. Right. People are very malleable for the first six years of their life and then never again. Right. So the first experiences that you have are the most important, right? right. Like coming out of, uh, like when, when the baby comes home. Oh, hold on, Jasmine. Let me, speaking of the baby, let's talk. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Yes, hi. Hi, listen, you're on the Chrissy Chaos podcast. I legally have to tell oh, you that. No, Chris. Listen to me. I'm here with someone that you may remember from spring break, Steve O. Tell us the truth. What happened? <laughs> Steve Steve O's here. What happened with Steve O? He said he said that he you thinks he vaguely remembered. That he scarred me for life. He scarred you for life? <laughs> oh wow. Well he scarred for life too. He got a vasectomy. <laughs> He did? Okay, I like him again then. Um, yeah, so what happened with Steve-O? Tell us what happened. And he's going to see if he can remember. Yeah, First of all, so long ago. what city was it? Was it Panama City, Florida? What city were you in there when you met Steve-O? Tell us the truth. We have the video. You don't have the video. What city was no, it? it was spring break. It was Cancun. Cancun. <laughs> oh, God. He said that's the one he hopes it wasn't. <laughs> no, no, I just said that uh, I, I was most... Uh, promiscuous and sexually active in Cancun. In Cancun. <laughs> now, what happened, Jeff? Tell us what happened. I, you're so I knew you were going to call me with this. I knew it. Okay. I shouldn't have answered. Well, you did. And you didn't answer. You called me back. <laughs> so just tell us the truth. What, what do you remember from the Steve-O encounter? Well, it was just that, no, he just called me up on stage and he wanted me to, like, suck a banana from a guy's, like, crotch area. And so I didn't go. And so he told everybody in Cancun, he's like, this is a no-fun zone. Stay away from that girl. No fun. And, then, and that's basically it. There you go. Does this that's ring a bell, Steve-O? Uh, I don't remember anything of about bananas. Like, uh, he, he doesn't remember anything about bananas, he said. <laughs> She's Puerto Rican. Was it a plantano? I think uh, maybe she's talking about a proverbial banana. <laughs> <laughs> it was more of those pain. I seriously can't believe that you did it, Jazz. I did it with two bananas. I mean, maybe it was a banana massage. A banana massage. I can't. But you saying you didn't do it? You really? You really? You're really being honest with me? You didn't do it. The old no, banana and the tailpipe trick. <laughs> she said, "9 a.m. on the beach." Like, it was 9 a.m. on the beach, and he's at. Well, know, it was very early. It was a well, banana is a breakfast food. Um, <laughs> all right, but you didn't do it. Did one of your friends do it? <laughs> yeah. They did. Which one? Yeah. <laughs> Which one? I, I'm not going to say. What letter does her name start with? No, no, no. She would get upset if I said it. All right, fine. All right, so but one of your friends did it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, there I you go. Okay. Well, there you go. Um, and by the way, the whole idea of us allowing Violet to make a mess was shot down by Mike Cannon and Steve-O. <laughs> so it's a stupid idea, and we're dumb idiots for even suggesting that we it's should just... It's not a stupid idea. It's not as stressful when you do that. Let them make a mess. You're going to clean it up anyway. Why are you getting upset? Because Steve-O said it lacks consistency, and I agree. And let me remind you of Piaget's developmental <laughs> milestones. Seriously? About <laughs> you can't go change the rules. You, you can't know? change the rules. Yes. Yeah. Steve-O's a new man. <laughs> Steve-O's a new man. You saw him shitting into a fan last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you excited for Steve-O's new special? Then I'll let you go. So excited. Okay. Wait. What's for dinner tonight? Seriously. Baby, can you leave me alone? No, but I seriously want to know what's for dinner tonight because I'm starting to have hunger pains. 
Can you make that French onion pasta? Okay. Whatever I bring home, I'm bringing. I'm bringing home Steve. We're gonna eat him. <laughs> All right, bye. All right, bye. Thank you. I know you had sex with him. <laughs> Thank God. She was saying that I brought her up on stage. She was saying. She was saying that you asked. You pointed her, and you were like, "We were looking for girls to bring up on stage to suck a banana into some guy's butt, and then they were going to win something." She says she didn't do it. She says one of my friends did, and I know which friend it was. I know. I can't. Okay, but she's she's trying to purport that this occurred at nine in the morning. She's saying that this happened at nine, but she also did say she was drunk too. She was that was her drunk. <laughs> What active stage yeah, is at wait, 9 a.m.? What, what stage show is going on at 9 in the morning? Yeah, she's, I don't know. <laughs> she's a liar. <laughs> this is why. No, I don't know. I, I don't know. She Maybe it wasn't, but she's saying, she was like, oh, I remember, I remember when I first was messaging you two, three years ago, whatever it was, she had met, I was like, oh, I was talking to Steve. I was pretty cool. And she was like, oh, uh, he, he, he uh, wanted to call me up on stage for something once, but I didn't go. And then so, you know how everybody has like a memory? You would never remember it, but... Is that a weird stage of fame for you to be at that you went so hard in the paint for so long that there is a six degrees of separation from almost anybody you'll meet of somebody you've had sex with or some sort of that kind of experience? Yeah, I I don't know, man. I don't know. I remember like I did at that time when I was doing the spring break thing. I think it was my... That first spring break... Um, I, I just sat down and, and really thoughtfully, meticulously um, calculated my SPA. Right. Yeah, my slay point average. Slay point average, yes. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah it, I had a, a slay sheet, which yes. uh, I wrote down every, um, you know, fully, like, uh, slain. Right. <laughs> How many? Yeah, yeah and... and um, Man, I, I feel like at the, the the the, I think I was sitting at like sixty when uh, when Jack has started. Sixty. Yeah, but, I, I, but but then I but then I kept updating my my slay Sla- SPA. But yeah. now you've installed now you've installed SPA. <laughs> yeah, 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 now. yeah. Now I'm retired. <laughs> yes, retired. <laughs> yeah, but dude, I remember adding twelve. Victims <laughs> after a trip to Cancun. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I was. Uh, that, that, did one of them had a butterfly tattoo on her tip? Uh, <laughs> I don't remember that. Uh, but yeah, the. Um, Speaking of slave victims, I want to know this, <laughs> this two faced fish. Let's see this two faced fish right here. Let me see that. Do you, would you, this turned me on looking at this fish. Would you, would you fuck that? Oh. Oh, Could you imagine that was your face? <laughs> That's like a perfect fleshlight. Yeah, I would have. Uh, what would you do with that? Steve? I, I, I would have a lot of trouble putting my wiener in that. Seriously, right? Because you yeah. kind of think like, well, where is is it supposed to look like that? Or is that a genetic mutation? I think it's a genetic mutation. Do they share a throat? I, it's weird. There's people. You ever seen a hermaphrodite? Like a real oh, hermaphrodite? Man, why did you have to ask me that? <laughs> <laughs> One time I was in Washington D.C. and uh, there there was an attractive individual. Mm-hmm. I began speaking with this individual. I was um, informed a little later that uh, they said, somebody said, "Hey, that's uh, that person you're speaking with 
it was described to me that this person was a hermaphrodite, meaning that they had both male and female equipment. But uh, I was told that they had had some kind of surgical operation to remove the male equipment. And I was like, leaving nothing but chick. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Um, I had an an intimate encounter with, uh, with, with that person, lovely person. And then years later, I was speaking with my buddy, Dr. Drew, and I, I, uh, I, I recounted the experience. And Dr. Drew said, there's no such thing as hermaphrodites. What happened was a dude sucked your dick. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, that's what that was. What now? I'm not saying this. I don't want any trouble. I'm not like I'm not like uh, even weighing in one way or another. I'm just stating facts. Right. That's what happened. That was what was said. There's no. There's nothing to attack me for in this. Interesting. Yeah, I guess because he's saying that <clears throat> you can't be. You. Have, I guess yeah, because the male. I guess it's always in the male. Equipment dominates, and even if you are getting no, no I, I, that's not the case. Where like every single fetus, as I understand it, begins uh, female, right. right? Female, and then and then they grow a brain. <laughs> yeah, here, here. That, that, <laughs> like every like every every penis mm-hmm. started out. As a clitoris. Some clitorises turn into penises. Some stay There's that actually, way. Actually, I heard of a, yes. a tribe in Africa where all the the children are born female. And then when, when they hit puberty, uh, like a percentage of the of them turn into turn into dudes. Interesting. Yeah. Vanity is saying yes. Geneticists have discovered that all human embryos start life as females, as do all embryos of mammals. About the second month, the fetal tests elaborate enough androgens to offset the maternal estrogens and maleness develops. Okay, so you're right. So so the second month is when you are... So everybody starts out a girl. Isn't that the plot of Jurassic Park? Like they deny them the ability to become males? So they're really? all females. Yeah. Can can you Google um, African uh, girls become boys? Not in Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> it auto like, fills. Uh, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. It's, I just remember hearing that mysterious village where girls turn into boys. That's it. There you go. Interesting. I mean, have you ever had a more uh, educated, knowledgeable guest. <laughs> no, that's the thing. It's like when you start bringing up like Piaget's like t- stages of development. I mean, it's like it's nuts. It's a big deal because, the, as I remember, it was described to me when the baby comes home first in, into the home. If the baby's in the crib, it's crying. Um, whether or not you go to comfort the baby is like one of the most impactful things in that baby's future because the baby doesn't know anything about the world and its first information about the world, if you don't go to that crib and comfort that baby, the first information that that baby gets about the world is that the world doesn't care about me. I'm on my own here. I'm crying. I'm upset. And, and, uh, the world's not here to help me like, right. I'm, you know, and so this is where, um, like deviance, it's kind of like, Oh, the world doesn't give a fuck about me. I don't give a fuck about so the you world. Think somebody who went on to become like a, uh, like a deviant, horrible person. It could have been like one bad night. 
Um, that form their brain. Like yeah, I mean, when they were the, a baby. For, the first experience. Yeah, and just for what it's worth, my dad, like, uh, proudly said, I'm not going to fucking go to teach this fucking kid that the, the crying's going to get him anywhere. I'm not raising a fucking pussy. Right. They fucking kick yeah. and cry. <laughs> cry until the cows come home. You're on your own, bub. Yeah. <laughs> and look at me. Look at me. I'm deviant as fuck all hell. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because because my dad did not come to comfort me. Yeah. I mean, because because there is that medium though where it's like, okay, I got you you got you have to go comfort them, yes. But then you can't keep going right. in there. Right. 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 So that's the hard part of parenting Balance. where it's like yeah. What, how do I hit the balance? How do I know when to hit the gas and right. what is that, the Ferber method too? When especially when you're sleep training, where you go in, you kind of soothe them, then you take more time away, and each time you extend the time, right? So you're te- teaching them more or less how to be emotionally resilient. Do you do that though, like with your son? We did, yeah, we did. We like sleep trained him and had to do the whole sleep process. It's like it's controlled negligence because you feel awful the entire time because they're screaming their fucking head off. So now All your son just goes support. to sleep at whatever. Yeah, yeah. Bed I mean, now he's four, so if he didn't, I'd punt him out of the right. home but yeah because yeah, i'm like uh, it's almost to the point now with like my two-year-old where i'm like oh we I, we we fucked up like i <laughs> fucked up something because like we this is not supposed to be happening with her sleep like this this is this but is there's regret there's regressions and shit so you always can kind of reset it i and just go back. forgot how hard a two-year-old is like yeah. two-year-old is the hardest age terrible tears and then the, and then you got threes they call three nagers and then you got that <laughs> and then i'm like holy shit man Listen to me. When you shop at Uncommon Goods, you're supporting artists and small independent businesses. And if you don't support small independent businesses, you're a piece of shit. And Uncommon Goods is the place that I love to go. They literally have Uncommon Goods. They have things that are very, very difficult to find other places. The fine products are often made in small batches. So you got to shop now before they sell, sell out for the holiday season. This is Uncommon Goods. Listen to me. Uncommon Goods is the is the place that you need to go to to fill that stocking, to get that gift for a loved one, for a friend. Uncommon Goods is like they're going to open up that holiday gift and be like, wow, where did you find this? And you're going to say, Uncommon Goods. Uncommon Goods looks for products that are high quality, unique, and often handmade right here in the good old USA. They have the most meaningful, out-of-the-ordinary gifts anywhere. Um, you have uh, from art and jewelry to kitchen, home and bar, Uncommon Goods has something for everyone, not the same lackluster gifts you could just find anywhere else. And with every purchase you make at Uncommon Goods, this is what I love about them. They give back $1 to a nonprofit partner of your choice. You get to choose it so you know where your money's going. They've donated more than $2.5 million to date. To get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com slash chaos. That's uncommongoods.com slash chaos for 15% off. Don't miss out on the this limited time offer uncommon goods were out of the ordinary i just want to be mr beast who's facing <laughs> backlash after just, helping this guy built a hundred wells in africa and people are still talking shit i guess because why because he monetized the video yeah but the whole the okay, monetization is the reason he's able to do it yes yeah doesn't make any sense it's crazy people like attaching i mean i don't know enough about him so who knows he could work for some dark forces but it seems like he's monetizing everything puts that money back into everything and seemingly all the things that he does is to Dude, help people. If right. you're building a hundred wells in Africa, I know one thing and one thing only. When you cried in the crib, your parents came to you. Yeah, <laughs> that's what yeah. I know. Right, your parents right. helped you. Yeah, but, but, you, but you don't want to go to the crib too much because then they think, "Oh, the world is my bitch." That's right. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes, right. That's true. So you do need balance. Okay. Now, now the next thing that I remember is 
Potty training. Okay. Potty training is a big deal in developmental psychology because like here the, 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 like a lot of parents think, oh, well, I'm going to, I'm going to tell the, I'm going to, I'm going to say, oh, you shit, that's bad. That's to teach them like not to shit certain ways. But the thing is that the baby is like, I couldn't help it. You know, like I couldn't help it. Like it's just a natural thing, you know, like, and like, I didn't do anything wrong. I just pooped. I couldn't help it. And I got in trouble. And so even no matter what I do, even if I do the natural thing that I can't help doing, that I'm going to get in trouble. It's like, it's not fair. Uh, it's not fair. And then that's like, like a kind of insecurity develops around that, like major insecurity. If you uh, scold children in order to, tr- to try to potty train them. <laughs> I got so I could, yeah, because, so then I, cause what I was doing is, cause again, for God had a potty train is what I would do when my two year old would. <laughs> poop in her diaper what I would do is be like that's bad you can't do that and then take her diaper off and smush it in her mom's face I'd be like do you think mommy likes that you did that to mommy and then she's just sitting right. there my sister had a child, and one of the first things I did was like, a, like I filmed myself taking the dirty diaper. Yeah, you did a mukbang with the yes. diaper. <laughs> That's yeah. on the on the on the uh, outtakes of the special. Yeah, yeah now uh, my macho man dad was like, "Oh, this fucking kid thinks he's gonna <laughs> fucking shit. He thinks." He's gonna <laughs> <laughs> um, look at this. Speaking of kids, too, Homer has officially stopped strangling. Bart on the Simpsons. <laughs> That'll fix it. Yeah. That will fix it. Yeah. I mean, it is pretty remarkable. The Simpsons is pretty remarkable. Because I don't know anybody really watches it anymore, but everybody's yeah. <laughs> it's spoken about it all times. Mm. And now all the old episodes are going to start with a warning. Warning, this yeah, yeah. content is uh, in its original uh, format. F- format, you know, f- dating back from with outdated norms, societal norms. Jesus That's Christ. That's how Jackass episodes are on Paramount Plus. Really? Yeah, not even like warning, don't copy the stunts, or maybe it still has that too, but it's like, warning, this content is unedited in its original form, right. uh, dating from a time with uh, outdated societal norms like not now like it's not it's not politically correct what do you think was the best year of your life uh man this is this this is a tough one because it it's not a good sign this is like um but yeah right in 2003 okay okay the uh the first jackass movie came out in um i think like october of 2002 okay i went on this whirlwind tour of 12 different countries in um, the first six months of 2003. Okay. I was so ridiculously out of control on drugs and so unbelievably promiscuous. And like just in this heyday, I had like 3,000 like uh, sold out 3,000 capacity venues, like everywhere I went, all over the world. I could get away with anything I wanted. Like, and uh, God, that was a fun six months. Even in sobriety, like it it occurred to me at times, man, if I could, if there were six months of my life that I could just live on a loop. (laughs) 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 Like there's just, you know, like that was the most like just debaucherous, just rock star experience of my life now like i say that's a bad thing for me to to even think because like i was not a good person i was not um i was i was doing harm 
I was, right. I was, you know, like I'm much better off this version of me. But I, I got my fantasies. Right, because you were, yeah, you were, you were like just. But every, you probably don't even remember half the shit. <clears throat> I, rem- I remember it pretty good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, rem- I remember, I remember, I remember some stuff. Some crazy <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I mean, yeah, because I feel like too. You know, when you like, obviously, you know, when Jackass was the biggest you know, thing ever, it's fun. But like, you know, sometimes like when you have to go on like on a tour and do all that stuff, it's fun. But like you look back and like you said, like you're tired, you're irritable. You you like, you like do stuff where you're like, oh man, like that's not who I want to present. But Hollywood or fame will like do things like that to you. Yeah. I mean, tired isn't really a thing as long as you've Got drugs. Right, right. <laughs> stay up, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I was very professional as a drug addict. Like, I, I, I never didn't show up. Right. Yeah, I was always there. Yeah. Because if I, you know, like, I, I, would, I would regulate. Like, oh, if I, I, got, I got to be somewhere. So I just keep doing drugs to keep me up until I... Cocaine mostly? I, yeah, mostly, yeah. How did you do that in other countries, though? Like, did you have a guy that would go out and do it, or you had, you had um, connects? I, uh, I I was rather prolific when it came to procuring drugs. It was just the Far East that was really tough. Yeah, couldn't do that. But, there. Yeah, the Far East was tough. That, did you those, get sick? The trip? No, nah, I wouldn't get sick. But um, I did get arrested for international drug smuggling. Really? Yeah. What country? I, I was arrested in Sweden for um, Steve-O, the original Britney Griner. <laughs> <laughs> I was arrested in Sweden for uh, smuggling drugs in from Norway. Wow. What they do to you in Sweden? I, I was locked up um, in, uh, in, in a cell with like a one-way mirror. I was monitored. Like uh, I had to poop into plastic bags oh for God. five days. I had already pooped out the package. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, was that why they were having you do that the, the, into bags? This, this story with all of the footage edited into it, uh, was like a really, really uh, great bit on my second comedy special. Right. If anybody doesn't want to like uh, pay for, you know, the easy one-click checkout at stevo.com to see the new bucket list special, it is also on stevo.com streaming completely for free. My yeah. gnarly special, right. which has all the footage of me getting arrested in, in Sweden. How long did you say. spend in jail? Five days. Oh, yeah. But it's Swedish jail, so it, it was kind of different, right? I, I actually uh, wrote, like, that. I got my hands on a pen at some point, and I wrote on the wall in my cell, be glad you're not in jail in America. Seriously. This is actually pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Word, in, in Sweden, you just have to build your own beds in jail. <laughs> <laughs> and they yeah. don't give you the right yeah, tools. Yeah. In America, they do license plates. Yeah. And in yeah. Sweden, they do IKEA. IKEA furniture. That's it. <laughs> wow, Steve. Oh man. I um. What else you got for him, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one. My my favorite stunt of yours that also like strikes the most fear in me is the the shark one when you put the hook. Oh yeah, I thought you were gonna say paper cuts. The paper cuts is. Yeah, I mean yeah. that that like almost goes without saying that that's so horrific. I can't like really yeah, watch you feel it. Feel that in your ass. But I just every time I watch that, I have a fear of shark. But like 
every time you watch that, there's so much that can go wrong. Yeah. At, like, was there actual contingency <laughs> plans based on injuries, or it was just, let's check, see what happens? Check that out. My 10 craziest sharks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, that, that, that was a, a fun video. I made a... Uh, a video of just the 10 craziest ones. <laughs> do you ever wake up? Do you ever wake up and feel like I don't want to do this the the bit that I committed to? Um, and you have to yeah. push yourself through. Are you yeah. like so happy every day and like high on life now that you're like I love this. Um I uh I, I recently I thought that there would be a great idea to um to make a a video old Stevo versus Young Steve-O. Okay. Like, kind of like, do I still have it? Mm -hmm. Right. And like, you know, decades later, like to recreate iconic jackass bits that I did so long ago. Wow. And in one day, just uh, like a couple weeks ago, I did uh, seven bits. Oh my! Really? Yeah, I, I barfed up the good. The I swallowed the goldfish. Right. It just wouldn't come out, and I thought I was very well prepared. <laughs> then I do the the earthworm, right? Right. So I so and it's like big big earthworm, and I snorted up my right <laughs> nostril, right. <laughs> I snorted up and I'm like, I'm like, okay, again, you know, and it gets all the way in my nose and, and I'm trying to keep snorting it so that it'll come out my throat. But I felt kind of like, you know, I had this odd feeling and then I blocked up the same nostril that it went up and then I blew and I blew the whole earthworm out my other nostril oh, because I have a huge fucking hole in my septum from snorting so much <laughs> I never thought that that big ass hole, and you know, they say if you snort enough cocaine, you'll burn a hole through the wall in the middle of your nose. Completely fucking true. And I burned a hole big enough to blast a huge earthworm through it. Like, <laughs> oh Jesus. God. Do you ever think, like, has you ever been in the middle of like a stunt and you're like, oh, I'm dead? I'm going to die. And yeah. that, that fear of death? Yeah. Or do you not really feel I, that? I, I, I refer to those as I'm not okay moments. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had some, some. What's the most, what's the closest to death you've touched? Not drug related. I'm talking about right, like stunt right. related. Uh, it's, it's so, um, it's so, uh, well, there is a, a scroll to the right. You got 10, uh, times we could have died. That's a line on me in the, in oh, the yeah, that was like Oh yeah. That one back, was crazy right? when you had like meat yeah. and stuff from the hammock, right? Yeah. Was there's that... the meat hammock. See, look at that. Oh dude, look at that God. line on me, dude. And That's, that hurt. Um, like you felt that shit. That really hurt. I mean, like I, I got away with it. Um, but uh, but yeah, the, the, there was just the, the near death stuff was pretty much all like wild animal. So like wild animal stuff, and you think wild animal stuff? <clears throat> there was there was a close call with um, scuba diving. Right. Like, oh, I, I thought that I thought I, I thought I heard the sharks are at the bottom. <laughs> you know, yeah. so I had to go to the bottom. Right. But like I went I went down too fast or too far or something oh, wow. or other, and uh, you know the camera guy. Like grabs my fin and he's like he's frustrated. Go up, go up, and I'm like, oh, all right. like you know. Yeah. So I go up and he goes, "You motherfucker, you almost died, and I almost fucking died trying to save you." What like happened? A, like I didn't pay attention in my scuba certification. <laughs> 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 you 
you know, you're not supposed to go down too fast right. or far or, the or bends something. Or yeah. Yeah. And so I almost died. But you didn't but feel I, anything. You felt I, fine. I, I, I was none the wiser. <laughs> yeah. But, but apparently that's, uh, that's like arguably the, the closest call. Do you think, do you, if you had to predict your own death, do you think you'll die doing a stunt? Or do you think you'll die an old man just living in his own shit in a nursing home. Man, that's dark, dude. Well, that's- welcome to the Chrissy Chaos Podcast. <laughs> Steve-O old man sitting on a fan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think that I picture myself dying um, like right by the octagon. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the octagon, but very close. Like, right. you know, kind of really good VIP seats. Yes. <laughs> Just in fact, I think that this podcast comes out after I've died at the Octagon. <laughs> right. <laughs> the moment it's announced just to get into the album. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, man, because it is it is one of those things where I think we're so fascinated by you because, no, I mean, there are certain people out there, but I know for myself, I would be like, I wouldn't have the courage at all to be able to do any of this. But then even furthermore, it always looks like, at least on camera, like this is like an exhilarating all these stunts are like exhilarating experiences for you like it like you almost like live like a better life by almost cheating death every day kind of thing in um, a way I, I yeah i mean i think that what's exhilarating is like getting the footage having the footage Right. It's like always, this is going to be terrible. This is going to be awful. It could go really wrong. So you never but- do anything without filming it. You never just do one for you. Oh, you never yeah. just blow an earthworm out of your nose just for you. <laughs> just for fun. <laughs> it's always filmed. Have they yeah. ever got, have they ever not, like, have you ever gotten hurt from a stunt and they said we didn't get the coverage? Oh, actually, no. 1995, I um, had uh, one of my worst, if not the worst, and and there was no, <clears throat> I was trying to impress a chick on a balcony at a keg party on campus at the University of Miami. I was telling her that I was going to be a super rad, famous stuntman. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, like, check it out. Like, imagine, like, I'm in a movie or something. Right. And, uh, you know, and it's like a fight scene kind of a thing. And I get punched. And I, like, pretend to get punched. And I throw myself off the balcony. <laughs> Which I would do a lot. But this time I was like on like Valiums and drunk and, and like, you know, and, and I didn't put my hand in the crucial spot to like catch myself and then let go to fall off the balcony. I just spun over the railing. Oh, snap. Spun over the railing and landed on my face on the concrete below on the ground. How how many? It was a second floor balcony. so, So it was pretty mellow. You know, it was only one flight, like 10 feet. Right. But I landed on concrete on my face. I broke my, my uh, I fractured my cheekbone, broke seven teeth. I had 10 stitches in my chin and a broken wrist. And I was just knocked out, like not responsive, face down on the concrete, like pool of blood just, just growing around my, I was just face down in a pool of blood that was getting bigger and bigger until the ambulance came. And oh that, there's no, that's not on footage. Was the girl impressed? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> no. She didn't yeah, jump down and start licking I, up your blood. I, I definitely never hit it. She didn't hit it. <laughs> she didn't make the sleigh counter. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Her, wow. Her, her, yeah, her name was not on my sleigh sheet. That's it. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. No, I never, uh, I think, I think like, 
But see, it's, it's amazing how now the, the you know with your like knowledge of like psychology and like reading and knowing things is that only since your sobriety or were you always that way? Uh, my you, hunger for knowledge. Your hunger for knowledge. <laughs> were you literally yeah. were you laying in a hammock with meat coming out of your body in the middle of the African desert, being like, I need to read more Howard Zinn's? Uh, I um I, I think that I always had a reasonable hunger for knowledge. Right. Yeah. Right. Um. That's yeah, good. I. Uh, yeah, man, I think that it's been um, a little bit under the radar. Right. Like my thoughtfulness. Well, that's the thing with people, right? Like some people just present themselves as extremely articulate and, you know, like they, you know, you know that Elon Musk is smart. You just, you know, right? But like pretty much anybody who gets to like a level like you who can like take over, like, you know, like captivate audiences. Kim Kardashian, another one. These people are extremely intelligent. You cannot get to the levels people get to without having an extreme sense of knowledge or hunger for knowledge. We're like, but I think sometimes like the, you know, the guy sitting at home in like middle village Queens is like fucking idiots. No. What are you fucking idiot? It's like, no, 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 they're ten times smarter than you'll ever be. Well, and the um, art behind the thought process of the bit. Like, just even shitting into the fan, that's hilarious. Getting a vasectomy, riding a horse, that's hilarious. The The thing that made me really fucking laugh was the uh, the trank dart and ride the... Just yeah. the, pre, the premise of get tranquilized and then ride your bike for distance before you pass out. That's just <laughs> such a fucking funny premise. And I'm like, God, that's a great bit. Yeah. Well, th- well thanks, man. Um, my dad had a quote one, one time he was interviewed about me. And, and it, he said... I have a dream. No. My my dad's not MLK. Yeah. My my dad said, the world is full of people trying to look smart who fall on their ass. And Steve, I think, actually is pretty smart. But he does a great job of looking stupid. Yeah. 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 And And then he went on to say, and that's why I think he's been successful. Right. You know, it's interesting things like that like like i always whenever somebody like always like wants to correct someone and mm. like look like they're the smartest i always i'm like oh you're breaking like you're breaking like the cardinal rule of like you should never ever 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 show someone how smart you are you right. should prove it actions and like you know don't get caught up in like the corner because my mom always used to say she used to say if you are the smartest person in the room it's time to find a new room how about that? So yeah. like, and, and I always, I'm telling you, that got ingrained in my brain when I was like 10. And now I, I try to like live my life that way where I always have, where I've been like, you know, always try to be around people that are like challenging you. But don't announce how, you know, I need to well, leave the room because I'm smarter than you fuckers. Yeah, you don't want to say that. And I think it's also uh, a, a pretty fair bet that anybody who says they're smart or says they're rich, in most cases, they are neither. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> or just scraping. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just scraping by. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, like people with intelligence and wealth do not feel the need to um, proclaim 
Right. No, because they understand the cosmic joke of impermanence. And that's also what comes across in your whole act, which is like, this all could end at any point. So why not try to have as much fun and be as silly as humanly possible? I remember meeting Kid Rock. Many many times I met Kid Rock and and he was was fantastic. Like uh, this guy. I, I have a video on my YouTube channel, wildly popular video. It's called Celebrity Cocaine Stories. Yeah. I just tell the stories of uh, the most famous people I did cocaine with. And um, like uh, Kid Rock, right there on the thumbnail, the good old Kid Rock. Right. <clears throat> but one time I was friendly with him, and he's a great guy, I love him. Um, we were... Uh, we, we we were hanging out at the Roosevelt Hotel, and and he, he was saying something to the effect of like that he was really like doing well. Right. And I said, yeah, but but but, but let, let's be honest. I said, we're like no matter how well we're doing, we're really just like one injury, one lawsuit, like one just right. bad moment away from just losing everything. Right. And he said, no, nah, man. I'm fucking rich. <laughs> and that is like for that is just forever. Like uh yeah. that's just I fucking love him for that. I love it. I love, I love awesome, that. Man. And and, and uh, he's he's gone on to do even better. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Even bigger and better. He he was uh he was quoting certain numbers back then. And yeah. uh I've I've uh, heard him quoting Considerably larger yeah. numbers. No, I, I it takes a rich man to gun down a thirty rack of Bud Light. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I love it, dude. I was drinking all that up with my dick tucked back. Um, Steve-O, the special. Where can people find it? One more time. It is at stevo.com. And it is what Jackass could not show. It's amazing. We've seen it. Yeah, I awesome. can vouch for it. It's amazing. Buckle up. Uh, it's great work, Steve-O. Fascinating guy, as always. Mike, any last words? This has been awesome, man. It was yeah. an honor to meet you. Yeah. If I could just ask you guys to edit out all the stuff about the um, the, the Madison Square Gardens, the the, the presidential Vegas odds. <laughs> yes. Um, and, uh, any spring and, break and, stories? Yeah, out. yeah. yeah. Spring, well, no, spring break you can keep. Uh, um, but, uh, and, and what else? Oh, yeah, the I'll let you have the Piaget. <laughs> But it's just everything else. I'm going to save it for. Are, are you going? <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs>